Coming to you via the internet and your friends at PipesMagazine.com, it's the Pipes Magazine radio show. It's that time of year when hobbits turn in their furry feet for pointy ears and become elves making toys. Now, I invite you to sit back, relax, the smoking lamp is lit. Here's your host, Brian Levine. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Pipes Magazine radio show. Yes, the sometimes irreverent, sometimes educational, but always entertaining weekly pipe smoking broadcast. And I am your host, Brian Levine, in uh, happy in December mode. It's the holiday season. Happy Hanukkah to all. Uh, you know, it's just that it's that perfect time of year. So, All right. On uh, tonight's show in Pipe Parts, uh, by request, a blend review of Solani 633. I've been smoking it all weekend, and I'm glad to say my cold thing is finally cleared up so I can taste stuff, so that's good. Uh, My guest tonight is Josh Weiser. Josh works for the Arango Cigar Company, which is an importer of a ton of different pipes and pipe tobaccos, so we get to talk to Josh. And then we'll have uh, holiday music for the season, mailbag, and rant time, although it's going to be more of a rave, so... uh, you know, more rave stuff. We'll, we'll, we'll just be happy for this time of the year. Um, do me a favor and uh, remember to share the Pipes Magazine radio show. Share it out and let your friends know that you're listening to it and that you enjoy it. Uh, if you're on iTunes, please leave us a rating or a review there. That would be much appreciated. And uh, since the holidays are upon us and uh, schedules get kind of busy, if you want, uh, you know, if you want some a nice break from the uh, hectic uh, pace of the holidays because i mean literally it's december 4th now and uh boy before you know it we'll be uh, here three weeks from now on uh, christmas night listening to an episode of the pipes magazine radio show uh but there's been a lot of great articles on pipes magazine recently including uh rick newcomb's uh, where will where will pipes be in a hundred years so you need to look at that uh James Foster has been writing some great stuff. So poke around. There's a, there's a lot of really interesting articles as of late. And I know I haven't really pointed them out to people because I automatically assume that if you listen to the pipes magazine radio show, uh, I automatically assume that you check out the front page of pipes magazine. Well, you know, sometimes it doesn't always work out that way, but uh, been, uh, been really impressed with the writing as of late. And, uh, you know, if you're if you happen to be a follower of a certain other podcast from uh, those uh, two uh, wonderful guys of smaller stature in uh, Mississippi, uh, feel free to go to their Twitter feed and just uh, you know take shots at them. <laughs> Let's load up their Twitter feed of uh, pictures of me, and uh, they shouldn't come from me. Anyway, all right, let's get the show rolling. So everybody sit back, relax, fire up a bowl. Thank you all for tuning in, and here we go. This is Phil Morgan, General Manager of Missouri Meerschaum Corncob Pipes in Washington, Missouri. Our mission since 1869 has been to produce great smoking pipes that anyone can afford. We guarantee our pipes won't be your most expensive, but they just might be the ones you smoke the most. At Missouri Meerschaum Company, we don't just sell our corncob pipes. We grow them, make them, and smoke them. Missouri Meerschaum, Washington, Missouri, since 1869.
And speaking of uh, Missouri Mearsham, if you go to my personal Facebook page, you will see a picture of a three-story tall uh, Frosty the Snowman that's at the uh, neighborhood Christmas tree lot here, and he is smoking a pipe that's got to be the largest corncob pipe Missouri Mearsham ever made. All right, uh, Solani 633, and this is by request a long time ago, probably a year, year and a half ago, from Roberto Flores. Uh, Solani 633 Virginia Flake is how it's titled on the front. And on the back, the description says Red Virginias from Old Belt, Light Virginias, and a good proportion of Louisiana Perique. Flavoring honey, cutting flake. Uh, Red Virginias from Old Belt. When I think they're talking about Old Belt, they're talking about the, uh, the old North Carolina Red Virginias. Uh, and when they're talking about honey, I think they're talking about actually the fact that it's got some honey casing on it. Uh, it could be the honey casing is used to uh, help hold the flakes together. Could be that it just helps to add a little sugar to it. Uh, so upon opening the tin, it's, a, it's now in a round tin. Uh, it was out of stock for forever and now available again in a round tin. When you open up the tin, there's a rectangular piece of paper, you know, paper pack in there with two stacks of flakes side by side. Um, originally, I was worried that it looked like it was a little short on the weight, so I took out my gram scale, and now it measured up, measures right up to 52 grams. So there's actually two grams of uh, bonus tobacco in there, or that could be just the paper. Um, anyway, the first thing that I noticed on smelling it was that honey so it's got a mixture of that um of that european virginia slice virginia flake that we all know that's got a you know a little tangy or hay or grass smell to it and then it's got that honey um that honey you know seemed to hit fairly strong to me but it could be that yeah, I'm a little sensitive to casings and aromatics so it would have been a little stronger to me than than what I'm used to um I played around with it for, uh, for a while, smoked it three different ways. So the first way I smoked it was the fold and tuck and in a smaller pipe. Then I rubbed it out all the way and let it dry down a little bit and put it into a, a more medium to larger size pipe. And then I rubbed it out all the way and put it into a small pipe. Uh, the, the first, the, t the fold and tuck, boy, that smoked forever. It took a while to get lit, but it could have been a little bit due to the moisture content of the tobacco. Uh, but it took two flakes and was tasty. Uh, had a little bit of a problem fighting with it to get lit, but that just, again, could have been the moisture and could have been the, uh, you know, the, the technique that I used. Flavor was really good out of it. Uh, again, I, I smoke a lot of Virginia Perique, so a lot of what I got at first was the sweetness of it. Uh, out of a, out of the smaller pipes, I got more of that Perique punch to it. When I moved it into a larger pipe, uh, it just didn't do it for me. It kind of washed out. So I would say you're looking at a, uh, for me, a group three size pipe was absolutely perfect for the, uh, for the Solani 633. Uh, Again, I'm, I'm used to a little bit more Perique content, so I think the Perique was put in this blend just as a, uh, a little background flavor and a little bit of a way to kind of cool down some of the Virginias from smoking so hot. Uh, I would say that, you know, again, this is, this is just me talking and I'm the leading expert on my own opinion, so here it goes. 
if you let this age for about two, three years, you're going to lose a lot of that, that honey flavor, and you're going to lose some of that tanginess and get a more balanced flavor to it. So I would highly suggest that, you know, just let it sit for two years or so. Um, can't afford to do that. Maybe dry it down a, a little bit you know, rub it out, dry it down a little bit to where it's almost crunchy and you kind of lose some of that honey topping. If you like that honey topping, then great, go for it. Uh, either way, the flakes are absolutely beautiful. Uh, I did have a little bit of a problem because of the cut and because of the moisture of rubbing it out. So when I rubbed it out the, uh, uh, the second time in the smaller pipe, it felt more like a, um, more like a Dutch style, kind of a crumbled uh, or a broken flake. It didn't really get that real rubbed out ribbon feel that I was that I was kind of looking for. So that may have, uh, you know, that that may have affected it somehow. Um, on uh, tobacco reviews, it's really hard to find. A, there's a there's a couple of not so favorable reviews of it, but uh, only out of uh, out of over a hundred and 40 136 reviews there's only two one star reviews and 18 two stars so it's heavily yeah heavily liked on tobacco reviews uh one of the most helpful reviews was from steel cowboy and this goes back to august of 2011 and he says every so often i feel the need to offer a split review of a blend of 633 and 633 is one of those blends First, a new tin greets the nose with the usual plums, figs, etc. I really enjoy it because it does have a bit more spice than some other vapors and a bit more grass-like than a Scudo. 633 may be a little too spicy for some vapor lovers. Uh, 633 may be a little too spicy for some vapor lovers. I enjoy these perfectly cut flakes right out of the tin, and like all the Solani tobaccos, it is of high-quality leaf. I, my need for the second part of the review is because for me, hands down, when aged, this becomes one of the best vapors on the market. The Perique mellows quite a bit and the Virginias become sugary, sweet, and tangy. It burns slowly and the sweetness is there from the beginning to the end. It is a total transformation from good to great, really great, highly, highly recommend. And then he updated it. One important point should be made. If you are planning to age this blend, the 100-gram tins have, a, have the tobacco inside of a bag. While it, can be kept, uh, while it can keep the tobacco from drying for several years, it doesn't age as, uh, as nearly as well as the 50-gram tins. Uh, there you go. The other thing that I want to point out is that on, the, uh, on tobacco reviews, it does not describe any honey to it at all. It just describes it as a Virginia Perique with Perique and Virginias and a, and a flake. Uh, and, that, and again, they've got the old picture of the square tin. So maybe there was a slight change to it somewhere. Uh, I don't know. Either way, uh, definitely one that I would enjoy smoking again. Definitely one that I would really probably enjoy smoking even more in two or three years instead of this was, uh, this was bought you know, a, month and, a month ago when it first came back in stock. So there you go. Comments or questions, uh, post them on Pipes Magazine radio show page under the radio show, or you can email me, brian at pipesmagazine.com. And coming up next, my visit with Josh Weiser. This is Internet Radio. Meet Josh. Everyone at smokingpipes.com holds customers as a high priority, but nobody interacts with them more personally than Josh. He's our professor of pipes, if you will. 
As a previous professor of history, educating the customer comes easily to him. He loves explaining the history of a particular pipe to a customer or coaching his customer service team. I love to help customers find that perfect piece for their collection. It's my job to make sure there's a smile on the other end of the line, and I'm more than happy to be the one to put it there. And although Josh's job can sometimes be quite demanding, he doesn't mind. He loves his job at SmokingPipes.com. Why? Because I don't just sell pipes, I smoke them. Call us at 1-888-366-0345. That's 1-888-366-0345. Or check us out online at SmokingPipes.com. We are quality. We are experts. We are SmokingPipes.com. We are back on the Pipes Magazine radio show, and uh, and, and Josh, this is going to be kind of this. This is going to be a lot of fun because we've known each other for I don't know a um, hundred years, hundred and five years, something like that. But um, <laughs> I and I and I don't know how exactly to describe you because most of the listeners of the Pipes Magazine radio show, you're going to be a relatively new person to. But let, let's just. Suffice it to say that if a product comes through a Rango cigar, Josh touches it, has his hands on it, sells it, knows about it. So, Josh Weiser, welcome to the Pipes Magazine radio show. Thank you, Brian. Thank you so much for having me. Um, I was uh, uh, flattered when you asked me to be on your show. I, I really consider it an honor, all kidding aside. <laughs> well, I'm um, desperate, but <laughs> that's good. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> I kind of thought that was the case. Uh, you're running out of people. <laughs> yeah. now, now, let me let me just state up front that you and I have such a close relationship that one of our traditions during the annual summer trade show was you and I and maybe one or two other guys that we could be just whoever we wanted to be, you know, would put on jeans and T-shirts or comfortable clothes and we would one night out of the trade show week just go hide and be ourselves and drink uh i don't know what you're talking about yeah i don't know that either but the story <laughs> let, let's just say the stories think, that we used to tell there you can't tell here and we're not going to so let's start off with um uh when did you come to work for the arango cigar company um well, I started when I was 18, um, so, ugh, geez, uh, 1988, <laughs> so I've been with Arango, well, you can do the math, uh, about 30 years now. Wow, so you, you kind of started out in the warehouse, if I remember right. Yeah, I was a schlepper in the warehouse, that's correct, and um, when one of the owners, um, Cindy, uh, went to uh, uh start having babies <laughs> um her brother mike who's who's an owner of the company as well um asked me if i would uh step up and uh, uh be a part of the office and uh, maybe help run the office and uh, of course i said sure and and you've been up in the front of the office ever since then do you have i don't know arango is such a, is much more of a family atmosphere but do you have like an official job title um, we don't really use job titles. It's, it's, it's very interesting. Um, yeah. so I, I, I kind of coined the title sales director. Uh, but, but of course, um, it encompasses a lot more than that. Um, I'm involved in, um, marketing and, and product management and knowledge and, 
um, uh, of course, ordering. And um, so there, there, it, it encompasses quite a bit more than that. I also help manage the office. And, and now uh, we finally, after many years, uh, have a full-blown website. So uh, my attention and my focus has been on uh, getting that ready and getting that updated. And as you can imagine, that's been, that takes quite a bit of time. So, um, yes, I, I, I do, I do, I wear quite a few different hats at the company and, uh, I'm the guy who's behind the scenes. Uh, I like to do, I like to do things behind the scenes and help people get to where they need to be. And, um, yeah. Yeah. And so <laughs> I'll tell a little secret. If you wanted to, if I wanted to get something done with Arango when I was selling you stuff, I knew call Josh and find out what, <laughs> you know, start with Josh and then figure out where to go from there. If you needed to go any further, that was it. Just all, all my roads started with you and making sure <laughs> that I was, you know, either not going to do something stupid or who I needed to do it with. So <laughs> Uh, I mean, plus you're the, uh, you're traveling now and going out and doing some trunk shows and events and stuff. So, uh, yeah, you've you've kind of uh, you've moved from the front office to outside the office too. Yeah, I'm I'm uh, I'm moving up from behind the scenes, kind of Brian, <laughs> to the <laughs> to the front of the scenes um, because Arango um, over the past uh, uh, decade or so, or twelve years or whatever, has. Um, um, acquired quite a few different lines and pipes and pipe tobacco. And I've always been for 30 years, I've always, I've smoked a pipe and pipe tobacco. Uh, so, uh, with, with my knowledge, um, but which I didn't think was very much, I just enjoyed it. You know, <laughs> uh, we were, we were able to, uh, uh, feel confident in acquiring more lines and different, in different lines. Uh, for example, Eric Nording pipes, uh, we're the importer and distributor of and, and Chacon pipes, just for a couple of examples. Um, and, uh, yeah, wow. It's, uh, it, it's been, it's been one hell of a ride and, uh, and I love, and I love it and I love the industry. Yeah. So let, let's go back. Cause the first time I met you, you guys were an importer for, uh, one of the key importers for all the Peter Stokeby pipe tobaccos. But at that point you were really just kind of importing and uh you were you're more distributing a whole bunch of people's products and then had a few key cigars um when did you start importing a pipeline was that with nording no um it was way before then we um we go back as far as the james b russell days oh boy and uh they they had the uh, Sassini two dot and Sassini four dot pipes back then I believe they were made in England at that time um so we were actually uh, importing and distributing to uh, the Sassini four dot line and I remember that was the first pipe I burned out I mean the first pipe I bought <laughs> and... <laughs> operator error and, uh... operator error <laughs> and uh no it's the pipe any that's another discussion. <laughs> So, um, uh, so yeah, I want to say that was probably a good 20, 25 years ago. So, so we're, we're not new. We're certainly not new to the pipe business. Um, but, but thanks, people need to know that thanks to cigars, uh, the pipe industry has continued to thrive. Um, and I'm very, very happy that we're able, not just us, but, but other 
manufacturers and distributors as well are able to take cigar and tobacco money and continue to help the pipe premium pipe market thrive and survive. Yeah, I mean that's that rising tides and uh, you know lifts all boats and uh, and it keeps the, not there's not too many people that are making a uh, you know running a big business based off of importing pipes right now. But your you know the cigar business in the '90s did really help all the uh, all the pipe and tobacco guys as well. You're right, exactly. All right, so let let let's start with this. Um, You've got you've got such a big brand portfolio. Uh, why don't you? Can you just start with uh, I don't know. Start in France and work our way around the uh, around the country or around the European continent for a while. Sure. Um, well, uh, regarding briar pipes, um, we import and distribute um, from France, Chuck uh, Holm, um, and uh, BC. Also, no, uh, BC is uh, Bouchocan. Um, we, uh, we've, uh, shot home. We've been doing for, uh, several years now, actually 10 years now, I think. And, uh, BC was more recent because we acquired music city marketing out of Nashville, Tennessee last year. So, uh, BC was one of the brands in that, uh, portfolio. Um, so I think I covered France <laughs> and then, uh, moving on over to Italy, um, we are the uh, importer and distributor for Escorti pipes. Um, it's important people know, that your listeners know specifically that Escorti makes um, unbelievable high-quality pipes. The whole pipe is made by hand, including the stem. They, they actually have um, gentlemen there that actually file and grind each and every stem to fit to each pipe. Their, their, their workmanship is just exceptional. Uh, Escorti was a Tinderbox exclusive brand for, for many years, Brian. Yeah. And um, when we acquired them over, over a decade, 12 years ago, uh, we wanted to open it up to all the retailers to be able to sell. And uh, it, it's, been a, it's a, been a little bit of an uphill battle because, uh, you know, high-end pipes, as you know, are just now starting to really make a splash. Um, but it's a very, very small niche uh, niche compared to um, you know, your lower end pipes. So, um, but, but the quality that, that the Escorti family has is re is really, really just exceptional. Um, all, by the way, all these companies that we do business with, um, they're all family owned. Um, Arango is family owned. Uh, it's all, we really have built our business based on relationships with our vendors and our retailers over the years. Um, so moving back to Italy, um, we also just recently had a, um, a, a very new relationship with the Gardasana Pipe Factory. Gardasana is one of those pipe makers that are kind of behind the scenes that many people have not heard of, people meaning um, consumers. So your listeners may not have heard of Gardasana Pipe. They may have, um, but Gardasana makes pipes for uh, uh, many different brands all over the world. Um, as we've come to learn, uh, what your listeners uh, should know is that these pipe manufacturers make lots of different brands for lots of different people. Um, it, it's very it's very difficult to start a brand new pipe factory and start making pipes because the just one machine could cost a six figure, yeah, you know, six figure dollar. Um, so 
uh, typically most of the brands that you see out there are, are, are just made by a very small small group of pipe manufacturers. Where at one time, you know, 100 years ago, up until maybe the 60s and 70s, uh, there were many, many pipe manufacturers all over Italy and all over France, of course. Um, going, going back to Italy, we built other relationships there. Uh, we also import and distribute um, Molina pipes. We also import and distribute GG pipes as well. That's you know. Um, let's say let, let, let's take a break before we leave Italy because we've still. I, I think we've made it what a quarter of a way through your catalog. Um, let's take a break right here, and we come back. We'll we'll be leaving Italy and going. I don't know where, but uh, we'll be moving on. So stay with us. We'll be back in just a minute. I'm Jeremy Reeves, head blender of Cornell and Deal Pipe Tobacco Company. At Cornell & Deal, we think the best things in life are better with age, and we are passionate about creating the best possible pipe tobacco available. Fueled by this passion, we introduced the Cellar Series, a collection of blends like no other. While the blends in this series are ready to smoke now, each one has been meticulously designed to optimize depth and complexity as the tobacco ages in the tin. Currently, the Cellar Series is comprised of Oak Alley, Chenet's Cake, Joie de Vivre, Old Grove, and Bourbon Blue, but we will be unveiling new additions to this very special series as time goes on. Pick up a tin to smoke now and save a few for later enjoyment, so that you can experience all the richness and subtlety each blend will reveal through the years. Cornell & Deal's Cellar Series. The secret ingredient is time. Contact your local or online retailer for information. And we are back on the Pipes Magazine radio show, visiting with Josh Weiser of the Arango Cigar Company. Uh, I, I always remember uh, Mike Gold always wanting to make sure that it was Arango Cigar Company or Arango Cigar CO dot. Uh, but anyway, Josh, we were leaving Italy, and where are we going now for the for the rest of your product line? <laughs> Well, we're still on Briar Pipes. We'll move on over to Denmark, and uh, one of the, uh, the most recognizable pipelines out there is uh, Nording. Yeah. Eric Nording pipes are, are fantastic. Um, he, uh, he's one of the largest pipe makers in the world, and we are the importer and distributor uh, of uh, Nording pipes as well. And he has, he has several lines under his, under his portfolio now. He has, he's been doing some stuff with metal pipes like Compass and Sailor and, and all kinds of fun stuff, uh, you know, for the... And those are lower end pipes. Anybody can afford to buy those, and they're pretty much indestructible. Um, by the way, Eric Nording um, is not a young man. Um, he his grandson has been stepping up as well as his son. So you're going to see more and more of his son Canude and his grandson Victor um, Canude's son uh, out there and, and uh, uh, doing Nording pipes and um, and having fun with that. And, and Eric is also um, one heck of a character too. I agree. I agree. <laughs> yeah. He's, he's fantastic. And of course he's Danish. So, uh, uh, if you go out drinking with him, do not try to out drink him. <laughs> no, no, don't, don't even think about it. Even at his age, <laughs> uh, fantastic family, very nice people. Um, they're a lot of fun to be with and, uh, uh do business with. Um, 
You know, I mentioned earlier uh, that we acquired Music City Marketing last year, and uh, another line that we acquired from then was Falcon Pipes out of the U.K. Yeah. Um, that's Falcon, is, Falcon is another line that uh, we, we carry as well. Um, and then we also acquired uh, from Music City Marketing Serbi Mirsham, um, Mirsham Pipes made in Turkey, of course, and uh, very nice pipes, not very expensive. Um, so we have quite a nice portfolio. We even, uh, for those of you who are unfamiliar, we also import and distribute, um, from France, Credo products. Credo is one of the original companies that we started, um, the exclusive distributorship with many, many years ago. And Credo even has a pipe being made out of St. Claude now as well. (laughs) So we, we have quite a, quite a few pipes. So basically what you're saying is it's quite possible that if somebody walks into a tobacco shop in the U.S., all those pipes on the wall might have come through you. I, I would say a pretty good pretty good portion of them, perhaps. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, now we, we've got to talk about uh, we've got to talk about tobacco, and of course, we had Alan. Sure. I had Alan Schwartz on over the summer, and we did. You know, we did the story times with Alan Schwartz series, so we know about the uh, the yeah, Arango purchased Alan's company uh, and got to and had Alan helping out for I don't know five ten years afterwards. Uh, but along with that came some pipelines, and probably is that really the first push into. Uh, in a tobacco importation? Um, I'd probably say yes to that. Uh, You know, I I can't remember the the details, to be honest with you, Brian, but I know about a decade ago, um, we acquired Alan Schwartz and his wife Joan's company called XYZ Direct. They're out of the uh, Atlanta area. And um, Alan and Joan and I have become dear friends since then. He has been a wonderful bug in my ear and uh, a great source of information and just a, they're just good all around people and and of course at that time uh, we uh, we inherited their their pipe tobacco and pipeline um, the pipes that I was talking about before that came from them for example Chacon is one of those lines that came from them and in the tobaccos we inherited all of the uh, Kohlhaase products out of Germany um, there's quite a few of those, uh, including not limited, you know, to just a, just to name a few. For example, Freiburg and Frere, um, Rattrays, Peter Heinrichs. Those yeah. are all um, blends that we import and have been distributing for, um, for, I don't know, about a decade or so now. Yeah, and don't forget the Wessex line. And uh, I mean, you've got... Right. You've got one heck of a That's portfolio, right. and we haven't even touched on the other two monsters that you import which are Gawith and Hogarth and uh you know Gawith and Hogarth and let's just jump right into Esoterica and the Germain product uh sure do you know how you guys got those um yes <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yes the boat came and you picked them up so uh uh, your listeners might remember a pipe maker, Michael Butera. He's still out there doing his thing. Yep. Uh, Michael Butera had a uh, pipe tobacco line that was made for him called Esoterica Tabacchiana. And um, uh, he also had um, the uh, part of that line was the Kingfisher and the Pelican and Butera pipe tobaccos as well. Um, so we, um, 
hindsight, now that I'm thinking about it, um, that was probably the real first uh, company that we started importing tobaccos from would have been Michael Butero's company. Um, the t- I'm not too sure on the time frame, but uh, Michael Butero is a, a very good man, and uh, he, he still kept his pipes and did his pipe thing, but uh, we acquired all the inventory and the rights to distribute um, those lines. So that's where we inherited that line from. Um, many, So the Butero line of pipe tobaccos uh, was being made by McClelland, and, of course, you know, McClellan uh, closed up shop. Yep. And uh, the Esoterica line was being made by Germain in the British Isles. And then we went ahead and asked Germain to revive, to um, invent Vulcan Sobrani because they had the recipe, and uh, it seemed like a natural fit in with the Esoterica tobaccos. Uh, little did we know that when we went national with the distribution, you know, Michael Butero was just selling to a very small group of uh, tobacco stores. <laughs> yeah. When we went national with the distribution, um, it, it really, as you know, really went crazy in a good way. So basically what you're saying is you guys are the ones that broke the Germain factory because they can't keep up with what you're what you're selling. Uh, yes, okay. <laughs> <laughs> With, with what with what with what your listeners and and are buying, um, you know, uh, Brian, it, it's incredible uh, to see um, so many people really want high quality premium tobacco. Uh, we think it's fantastic. Um, so the downside is is that what makes it so fantastic is the hundred year old machines that <laughs> the tobaccos <laughs> are still being processed on and. And uh, they're, they're just not able to keep up with the demand. And I'm sure you understand that if, if, they, if they try to increase the production, something might get lost in the quality. So um, just got just to gotta bear with it and uh, um, understand that these are very high-quality tobaccos made in an old traditional way on very old machines. And um, that's the way it is. <laughs> so so basically what you're saying is you're not sitting there on a huge stockpile of esoterica tobaccos uh artificially holding them back to create demand and run up prices and create a secondary in market on eBay and places like that where you're getting a percentage of uh it's just old machines that you can't buy more of and and uh, and a germain family that refuses to uh, compromise on quality. That's exactly what it is. And, and it's kind of ridiculous to think that we're holding back on product. <laughs> yeah. I mean, if you think about it, we're in the business to uh, sell. Um, and we're, we, we have relationships that we built over the years based on trust and customer service, Brian. So yeah. um, no, we're, we're not holding back. What we do is we're very careful to allocate it uh, the best we can um, to retail tobacco stores uh, all over the country. And um, uh, it's not an easy task, because uh, you could imagine uh, <laughs> there are some stores out there that have never bought anything from us, and they're looking to get items that are very popular that their customers are, are asking for, Brian. Yeah. You know, And um, so we, we want to build relationships with those customers and not base it on hard to get products only. So we're, we're very careful, uh, during the process of allocation. 
Um, and we want to make sure that the retail stores, whether they're online or they're brick and mortar or both, um, are actual pipe and pipe tobacco retailers. Yeah, so you're, I mean, it, it, you know, from a business standpoint, I understand it. I know the bad parts of what you're having to deal with because, you know, you won't ship to, you, you want to take care of your better customers that have been with you through the years. So you, you send them, you know, you send it to the better, you know, to your more longstanding accounts, and then you never send them enough. And then they get it in, and then they've got to deal with that at the same time on the retail side. Uh, and then you've got to tell people that are, you know, that you want to do business with, you know, sorry, I can't. I just don't have enough for you. So uh, it's no fun. Well, that, and the good news is I don't right. even like it because it's got all that Latakia stuff in it. So I don't want any. So don't send me any. You know, we, we do want to build business and increase the distribution. So we try to a little bit at a time. We try to accommodate some new customers that are. Uh, not new, not new customers to us, but customers that haven't stocked it before. Um, we try to accommodate them a little bit with a little tiny bit of product, as long as they're willing to obviously reciprocate and build a relationship with us. Because again, um, it's all about building long-term relationships, not about uh, you know fulfilling customers that want to cherry pick. Yeah. And you, you might not be aware of this, but. There are retailers all over the world that are trying to buy Esoterica and Bulk and Sobrani from us, and we we just we just don't sell it outside of the country. Um, it, it's 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 an amazing amazing product, and um, I'm very happy that uh, so many people enjoy it and continue to to, to buy it. So now that we, I think we've made it through most of your catalog. Um, if anybody else, if, if you want to see what all Arango Cigar imports, the website is Arango, A-R-A-N-G-O, cigar.com. Uh, they import and distribute. Everything's up there on the website. No, you can't go and buy from them because they only sell to licensed retailers. But, yeah, again, you can see the entire website. Um You've been to several of the factories around the world now, so you you get to go out and travel. Are there uh, uh, any uh, anything remarkable about each one of the factories that you want to talk about, or any anything special or funny? Uh, I was in a. Um, I had the wonderful opportunity to travel uh, to Denmark, um, and we went on a, a tour with the Scandinavian Tobacco Company. And uh, we got to visit all of the uh, pipe tobacco and roll-your-own manufacturing facilities. And um, I just remember being overwhelmed by how much, uh, uh, on the quantity that they're able to produce all over the world. You know, we as Americans think uh, we're we're hot stuff, we're hot shit. <laughs> you know that yeah. that, that we're the, we're the we're the sun, and everybody evolves around us, but. When, when you see what's going on going on on a global scale, uh, the U.S. is a small part of the overall um, pipe tobacco and pipe uh, manufacturing uh, sales. Uh, it's, 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 it's significant, but nowhere near what us Americans would like to think. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> oh, and incredible. You, especially when you go into these into the large factories like Scandinavian Tobacco, and you see all the labeling that they do for Germany. Uh, you mm-hmm. know, Germany is the largest market for any of these companies, and 
just going through, I used to just love going through the labeling room and seeing the samples of all the labels in different languages. And it's like, oh, and there's the, there's the American stuff down there. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's, it's incredible. It really is. Yeah. It really is. Um, but uh, that, that was, Denmark is just wonderful. Absolutely fantastic. Um, this year, however, I got to tell you, uh, it took me 30 years, but I finally got to visit Pipe Country. I was actually able to uh, travel over to St. Claude and um, uh, visit the um, Chacon and uh, um, uh, BC Pipe Factories. Had a great time with Antoine and his family at the Chacon Factory, and uh, Denny Blanc of uh, BC Pipes also had a great time. Uh, what, what fantastic factories and great people to be with. And then, uh, I don't know if you know this, Brian, but Antoine Grenard, uh, he's the uh, he's the director of the uh, Chapuis Camoy factory. Yeah. Uh, oh, so the word Chacon, Chacon Pipes, actually comes from Chapuis Camoy being combined together into one word to make Chacon. Because An- um, Antoine yeah. didn't want to write out all that stuff all the time, so he squished them together. <laughs> actually, his dad did, but I blame him. Yeah, you interviewed Antoine uh, on your on your uh, yeah on your yeah. broadcast uh, type uh, broadcast earlier this year, and um, so uh, the, the name of the factory is Chapuis Camoy. So Antoine, uh, we hopped in his car and we we drove four or five hours, and it was what a fantastic drive uh-huh. uh, driving through Chamonix and the Mont Blanc Tunnel, and we drove out to uh, uh, Italy to see Roberto and Silvano Scordi. So wait a second. Wait, wait, wait. Back up. So you've got a, you've got the, you've got the, the French guy that runs the Chacombe factory driving you through the French Alps, the Swiss Alps, into the Italian Alps, and then into down into Italy. That's the way I roll, Brian. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. We, We had a great time. Antoine and I became very good friends over the years. And uh, because of Arango, uh, he also became very good friends with Roberto and Silvana Escorti and the Escorti family. And uh, we're all in business together, and it's, it's, really, it's really a wonderful, remarkable experience to be together with all these families. Uh, all right, let, let's get let, – all right, we're done with that because you're driving me nuts because I want to go there. But actually what I want to do is I want to get Antoine and his family to meet me at uh, Disneyland Paris and spend time there and then go to St. Claude or vice versa. Um, well, why don't – I'll meet you there with my family. Yeah, there you go. the wife and the daughters and we'll go. There you go. Uh, but I guess with our families around, we can't hold hands together. So we'll, we'll just have That's to – Yeah, yeah, play it straight. Um so speaking of you, in, in addition to working, um, you are, I, I always forget which, uh, which form of martial art you are passionately involved in, but you're like a ninth degree black dragon, triple black belt of the same thing that Steven Seagal's in. Uh, yes. Um, for over, uh, uh, well, for over 40 years, I've been studying different martial arts, but I've been very passionate and uh, strictly studying Aikido. It's a traditional Japanese style of martial art. I've been doing that for just over 20 years. Um, I, uh, I, I'm a fourth-degree black belt, and I teach classes on a regular basis when I'm not at work and I'm not home with my little family. And, you know, all those that's, times that's that we... All those times that we were out together at trade shows and stuff, I've always wanted to see you in a bar fight because, you know, I'm not going to help out. I'm just going to watch. 
So one of the things we teach our students is it's better to uh, buy that person a drink (laughs) 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 than get in a fight. Uh, So basically what you're saying is I've got a black belt already because I just tend to brown nose my way out of all the fights and, you know, leave. (laughs) That's right. You know, speaking of Japan, um, you know, I forgot to mention uh, a little bit of a segue here. Uh, We're also the importer and distributor for IM Corona lighters. As you guys all know, the the old boy lighter. Um, Arango is the um, uh, uh, exclusive distributor for those as well. So now I got to get back to Japan and do some Aikido and, and visit my friends at the IM Corona factory. It's called Fukushiro. Fukushiro is the name of the corporation that that manufactures the uh, the very popular old boy lighters. And, and and I love you dearly. And if you went to Japan, you are shaped exactly like a Buddha, so they would absolutely love you. I actually was in Japan in, I want to say, 2003. Uh, I, I got the opportunity to go there to do Aikido and uh, train with the uh, grandson of the founder of the martial arts. So it, it's really, I've been a very lucky man over the years and um, built uh, uh, lots of great relationships, lifelong friendships like yours, like the one you and I have. And uh, wow, it's uh, it's been a hell of a ride. Yeah, and and to further prove real quickly the amount of family at Arango, uh, you've been there thirty years, which is you know pretty standard for somebody that works there. Is you know twenty some odd years, but <laughs> if I understand it right, is your wife also the sister of the warehouse manager? Uh, no, uh, she's my sister. Is, is the wife of the warehouse manager. Oh, okay. So, so so not only are you guys all family together at work, you're family <laughs> together at home, too. Yeah, we uh, the Arango Cigar Company is owned by uh, Mike Gold and his wife, Linda, and uh, his sister, Cindy. And um, their son, Corey, just came on a few years ago. Yeah, uh, Mike and Linda's son, Corey. You know, uh, Corey is also here and uh, uh, doing a great job. And our warehouse is uh, uh, well is managed by Mark. And Mark is really more than a warehouse manager. He, you know, as we, we all, most of us here wear many different hats. And Mark is no exception. Mark really just doesn't warehouse, uh, manage the warehouse. He also does some ordering. Um, he uh, actually orders all the Eric Nording pipes, which are, as you know, you're, you know, uh, are very popular and everybody loves them. And, uh, because we've been able to build a really nice relationship with the Norton family because of Mark. Mark also manages our building here and does, and does quite a few other things. And, um, so we have, uh, we have other family members, uh, not of mine, but that have worked here over the years. And, uh, uh, Arango really doesn't lose employees. <laughs> <laughs> People are happy to work here and, uh, happy about things most of the time. And it's a great environment to, to be a part of. And I know Mark also manages your trade show display setup and teardown where you've got, I don't know, what, 10,000 items sitting out there during the... Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. I always I always felt bad for you guys because you guys were there for like three days setting up. And, and yeah, we set up and tear down our own booth. We we uh, we truck it in there. We do it all. We're, we're hands-on 100%. Yeah. We do it all. Uh, we tear it down. We set it up. We... 
uh, put all the merchandise out. We we do all that. Uh, but that uh. that's at the trade show that you know the consumers really don't see. That's at that yeah. the IPCPR show, uh, and obviously that's more of a B two B type of show where we are one of the exhibitors to the retailers. Josh, we will wrap this up with the fast five final questions. No right answer, no wrong answer, just whatever comes to your mind. Are you ready? Sure. What is your favorite pipe? A Sporty. And what is your favorite tobacco? Vulcan Sobrani. And what is your favorite drink? Jack Daniels. Cheap tightwad um when it's time to relax do you prefer a book a movie or music a movie and then finally do you have a pipe smoking related memory that we haven't talked about a favorite one i uh i used to do quite a bit of uh, camping up in wisconsin um of course being in illinois uh, wisconsin just an hour or two hour drive away and uh one of the one of the things I always look forward to about um, going camping was just sitting outside by a campfire with a good pipe, a good good pipe tobacco, Jack Daniels, friends, my dog Jasper, of course, and just <laughs> chilling out. So uh, I really, I really miss uh, uh, doing that. Um, I haven't done it in quite some time, so I look forward to being able to do that. Hopefully very soon well we're all getting older uh and then finally uh hanukkah or christmas or do you guys celebrate both uh we're a hanukkah family and it starts very early this year and it's kind of crazy for for us <laughs> so we'll finish this off by saying uh if you go to the chicago pipe show you will see josh at the orango table uh he's the one with absolutely no hair on the on the round head and uh, probably smiling and laughing at the same time. Uh, Josh, happy Hanukkah to you and your family, and thanks for coming on the show, and uh, thanks, Stephen, more for being my friend. Thank you so much, Brian. Uh, I've always enjoyed your company. Um, I'm, I'm, again, really flattered that you invited me to be on your show, and thank you to all your listeners, and uh, keep smoking. And we'll be back in just a minute. What are you looking for in a pipe? Is it the quality of aged briar? Is it a certain shape or finish? Maybe it's the sound engineering that ensures an effortless, smooth draw with each and every puff. That's exactly the kind of pipe Savinelli has delivered for generations now. With such a variety of shapes, finishes, and sizes, it's easy to find something that fits your sensibility and style. Just this year, we've expanded our lineup to include the Bianca, the Lancelotto, the 2015 collection, and the final installment in the Leonardo da Vinci line, the Vitruvio. For a bolder style, try our more colorful 2015 editions as well. The exotic cashmere, the sultry licoricea, and the striking Archibaldino red. So whatever you're looking for in a pipe, know there's a Savinelli waiting for you. Contact your local or online retailer to find your Savinelli today. This is Internet Radio. And we are back. Uh, do make sure and check out their website, 
Uh, lots of stuff on there. You know, not much, nothing you can buy, but check it out. All right, I'm a bit of a rebel, and I don't care. Uh, you know, all year long, all Christmas season long, we play holiday music. Normally this week, I would play maybe something Hanukkah-related, but honestly, there's really not that many good Hanukkah-related songs, so... Uh, but recently, a Cleveland radio station has, uh, under pressure, pulled the Baby It's Cold Outside song because of uh, the hashtag Me Too movement, which I'm a firm believer in. All right, I'm a firm believer, but this is just a song. It's an old song, so I'm going to play it here right now, and this is uh, Dean Martin doing it. But baby, it's cold outside. But baby, it's cold outside. Been hoping that you drop in. I'll hold your hands, they're just like ice. Beautiful, what's your heart? Listen to the fireplace roar. Beautiful, please don't hurry. Put some records on while I pour. Baby, it's bad out there. Say, what's in this no dream? cabs to be had out there. I wish I your eyes are like starlight now. I'll take your hat, your hair looks swell. No, no, Mind if I move in closer. What's the sense of hurting my pride? Well, baby, don't hold out. Baby, it's cold outside. Baby, it's cold outside. The welcome is How been lucky that you so dropped in. Nice and Look out the window at the storm. Gosh, your lips look my delicious. Waves upon the tropical shore. Gosh, your lips are delicious. Never such a blizzard before. But baby, you'd freeze out there. It's up to your knees out there. You've really been I thrill when you touch my hands. How can you do this thing to me? Think of my lifelong sorrow. If you got pneumonia and I get over that old doubt. Baby, it's cold. Baby, it's cold outside. Is it possible he was singing that to Jerry Lewis? Just thinking. What in the hell? You've got mail. Just a reminder, email me, brian at pipesmagazine.com with the Ask the Pipe Maker segment. We're getting ready to record some of those next month with Jeffrey Allen, uh, Jay Allen, Jeffrey Burt Grasick. So email those to me, brian at pipesmagazine.com, and you can title it uh, Ask the Pipe Maker. All right, going back to uh, last week, <laughs> got a lot of comments on uh, the beginning of story time with the McNeils. And uh, Bob Bittner writes, uh, I've just begun listening to this episode, but had to write so much history from these two. Carl Ewa wrote what I still consider to be the best book ever on pipes and tobacco. Barry Levin's mailings got me hooked on pipe collecting back in the 80s. What tremendous people. And it breaks my heart that McClellan is no longer in business. Thanks for sharing uh, this with all of us, Bob. 
Uh, you're welcome. And there's much more to come. Uh, Ira, the writing rabbi, writes, uh, very much enjoyed this show. I look forward to much more with Mike and Mary. I had to listen on my computer as iTunes was unable to download the episode. Uh, on a different topic, have you ever dedicated a pipe part segment to Morta? Where it comes from, who first started making it into pipes, how it compares to Briar, just an idea if you haven't. Uh, not a bad idea. And then he uh, finishes up with keep up the good work and happy Hanukkah, Ira, and a happy Hanukkah to you too. Uh, Dino writes, what a totally delightful program. My cousin Maria, uh, they're both Greek. Uh, was her usual sparkling self in an amazingly informative, historic, and completely entertaining conversation. What was even more amazing was how Mike only got in a few words. <laughs> uh, I really love these two. They are the nicest and among the most important people in the pipe community. I can't wait for more story time with Mike and Mary McNeil. And Bing's tune was just the right note to start the season. Thanks again for a terrific show, Dino. Dino, you're welcome. Uh, and, uh, yeah, yeah, there, there might've been a little editing in there. Don't know. Uh, next crash. The gray says, thanks for including K Woody. I recommend a four digit number with four holes in the stinger. Uh, most cannot be removed. K Woody makes the stinger screw in to hold the pipe together at that point. Still worth it. The interview is absolutely incredible. Thank you. Uh, music was a great start to the holiday season. Not only does he have a pipe shape named after him, but his personal blend is still for sale. I could not agree more with the rant. Uh, and see, I learned there, I learned something about K Woody. So, uh, CS Harp says, Amar Blends was mentioned in the program. Amar was formerly Atlas Blending Company, which Alan Schwartz mentioned in one of his story time segments. Craig Tarler bought the Amar, bought Amar and founded C&D. Uh, I wonder if Arlington Pipes was the pipe maker Mary could not remember. There you go. Uh, Amar seems to be popping up a lot. Uh, our, uh, MSO 489 says, Mike and Mary have a great story and tell it well. I especially enjoyed the background on the tin art and the description of the industrial caves and the big tobacco manufacturing plants. Yeah, that was fun. And then finally, Casey Ghost says, this was just a spectacular show with Mike and Mary. In the very early years, Mary was learning from Carl, and Mike hadn't arrived. Uh, what a great story they are telling. They are the nicest people in the world. The Casey Pipe Club is proud to call them lifetime members. Pipe Parts was very interesting on what people should be looking for in collectible old English. Uh, and then he says, ah, Durbingle, he was one of the giants in these days. Yeah, he was. Uh, and remember, comments or questions, email me, brian at pipesmagazine.com. I uh, want to put a cruise or a uh, you know, winter or spring vacation under your Christmas tree. Email me, brian.levine at mei-travel, and we can uh, hook you up with a cruise. Yeah, Great gift to give. You, you give it on Christmas Day, and then you get to open it you know, a couple of months down the road when it's nice and cold. All right, rant time. Well, rave time coming up next. There's nothing quite like working in my shop or smoking my genuine Missouri Meerschaum corncob pipe, an American legend since 1869. It's the coolest, smoothest pipe I've ever owned. Check them out at corncobpipe.com.
While you are out doing your Christmas shopping this year, let me point you in a couple of directions that I like. One, uh, the Target Company for having that Einstein smoking a pipe t-shirt from years ago. I don't think they have it anymore, but I still like that they did that. Same thing goes with the Yankee Candle Company. Yes, they had Santa's pipe candle a couple of years ago. I don't think they have a pipe smoking related candle this year, but still, let's give them a little support. Uh, you know, the... The Christmas tree lot across the way from me here. If you're in the Charlotte area, Woody's tree lot. Give them some help. They got the big giant snow, Frosty the Snowman out there. A uh, couple other places that I just like just because they're some of my favorite places to shop because they're full of good people and I'd rather give money to a store with good culture and good product than, you know, give money to a place that might be the cheapest. Uh, but let's give a shout out to Hot Topic. Uh, had some recent experiences in there with some of the people that work there and it's just a wonderful company not exactly anything my style but let me tell you if you've got a friend that is my age or older and looking for an old band t-shirt you know they've got band t-shirts going back to all the old stuff and the new stuff and just good people in there uh, same thing that goes with the lucky brand jeans company uh, just a you know just a great company a lot of fun retro t-shirts and retro shirts and stuff like that and every time i go into these stores they're just full of uh really honest to god good friendly people that want to help you and it's all good product at a decent price so when you're shopping for non-pipe and tobacco related products there's a couple of places that i like a couple of companies that i think deserve our support all right, again, comments or questions, email me, brian at pipesmagazine.com, or post your comments and on the Pipes Magazine radio show page on pipesmagazine.com. Check out all those great articles. Uh, leave us a rating or review on iTunes. We'd appreciate that. And I want to thank uh, Josh Weiser for joining me. Thank you all for tuning in. And until next time, When we're together Just sing a song And think about sunny weather Happy trails to you Hallelujah! Where's the Tylenol?